Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick? And apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you remember what happened yesterday and where the hell we are? Well, honestly, we so we did Jeremiah chapter 6. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far, Jeremiah has been a very bad thing for the Israelites. He's pretty dark. And and God is apparently sending someone from the north to kill lots of the, the Israelites. Take them down. Yeah. And because uh, they're not, even if they sacrifice stuff, they're not doing it right. And he can't, he can't fix everything. And it's just a... Like God's really not happy with the Israelites, so he's killing them, mm-hmm. and that seems to be the the whole premise thus far. Yeah, like hey, some of you can be good if you really try, but in the meantime, I'm going to kill a lot of you. Yeah, that, that's pretty much where we're at, isn't it? That's like what that's... it feels like, and he's saying that um, I keep putting you through this sorting process so that you know only the good will rise to the top but there's no good right all of you are trash you worms yeah i i, I just feel like the the israelites must have been just going through a rough time with regard yeah. to people conquering them and things going on obviously like you know yeah. the northern tribes are already conquered and there's mm-hmm. people invading judah and so they're just coming up with well god must have a plan this is god's plan right right god's fixing things by killing us that that's what's happening right god can't be wrong right or bad yeah he can't be wrong or bad yeah so there's a reason for it right yeah and we brought it on ourselves obviously we deserve this it's too bad the people that died can't speak right because <laughs> i think they might have a different story Hang on a second. I'm just saying like it's it's always wonderful for the for the people that survived to be able to say yeah, those people were trash. We're okay, but they were trash. Right, exactly. Like, isn't that convenient? They're mm-hmm. dead. You're alive. Yeah. Congratulations. Right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was Isaiah chapter 6. Sure as fuck was. Which means that today we're getting into... Jeremiah chapter 7. All right, let's do this. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. 
right. We are jumping into, uh, not Isaiah, Jeremiah <laughs> chapter 7. Why? Because we just got done we just got done talking about it because I was I literally tried to type Isaiah when I was saving the intro before we jumped into the the meat of this here. Yeah. And so we were just talking about Isaiah, but like it's hard when we transition books, it's really hard. Yeah, it is. Cuz like you're so I mean how long was like a month and a half we did Jer- or um, Isaiah. Isaiah, yeah. And so you get so used to being in Isaiah that you're like well, obviously we're still in Isaiah, but no, no, we're in Jeremiah. Yeah. And I was saying that earlier today I wrote the year 2023 instead of 24. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't failing. I don't transition very well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Jeremiah chapter seven. All right. All right. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Just a word? The the words. Uh, oh, but, okay. You know, the this message. Is the, this is the word. Okay. Got the it. message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. So now this is Jeremiah speaking for God. Okay. God's sure. talking God, now. Yeah. Stand at the gate of the Lord's house and there proclaim this message. So now Jeremiah is speaking for God, telling Jeremiah to say the following words. From like the temple or something. Right. 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 The Lord's house. Yeah. Right. Hear the word of the Lord, all you people of Judah who come through these gates to worship the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Reform your ways and your actions, and I will let you live in this place. Hmm. Just, okay. Yeah, just follow my my rules, and you don't die. Yeah. Which sounds like like if you were doing something atrocious, right? I could see some like it would have to be really fucking bad, really fucking bad. But like, I don't feel like what they are doing wrong necessarily justifies dying. Yes and no. Like from the notes, they're doing a lot of child sacrifice. Yeah. Okay. And but the things he's complaining about in the Bible, yeah, are that they're sacrificing things wrong and not with their full heart towards Yahweh. And right. he's he's complaining about the fact that they aren't fearful of of Yahweh. And yeah. The complaints are he's talking about those more than the fact that they're doing child sacrifice. Right. This isn't like a moral quandary here. This is. Yeah. This is about. God not being worshipped enough. Right. That's what this is about. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's not a reason to murder people. Right. Right. No matter how you cut it. Because the way he's phrasing it is, you shouldn't worship those gods. You should worship me. When really what he should be saying is, you shouldn't be worshipping anybody who has you sacrifice children. Right. And if that was, if they were saying that, this would make... To me, it would make a lot better sense. It would be um, a lot more meaningful right. in what they're saying because it sounds as it's a moral issue at that point. It's right. a it's a it's a question of whether what you're doing with these other gods is correct or not. Yeah, but no, it's nothing to do with correctness. It has to do with how much you have to beg and plead and love and fear this god. He's That's like, all it is. He's like saying. Worship me, fear me, bend on me and kiss the ring. And also stop worshiping other gods and killing children. And honestly, when you read this stuff and you tell me that these apologists are saying that they were like, okay, apologists and historians and whatever are saying that they were scholars are saying that they were, you know, in these other religions, these other gods were having them sacrifice children. That's horrible from our modern perspective, right? That's awful. And we could even go so far as to say maybe it was awful back then to certain groups of people. But these people grew up with this being how they lived. And I'm not, this does not excuse 
child sacrifice. That is, there's no excuse for that. But um, where am I going with this? Uh, it almost sounded like you were about to say they didn't know any better. No, 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 no. I, I'm saying that it, in the Bible, it doesn't tell us that they are they are doing these things. These these right. are not the reasons that we're given, right? So the historians, the scholars, the apologists, especially, are finding these other reasons in history and using them as a, as a reason possibly as to why it's I'm gonna, okay that... i'm gonna push back on that okay all right. i'm gonna push back on that because um the apologists yes they are bending all the truths right. and and looking for reasons um the historian scholars and academics they are not they no. are telling you these are the things that were happening at that time that you're not going to find in the bible correct yeah no i'm not saying that they were i'm not saying they were saying that for spin reasons i'm saying that because the the only people that are pitching this as a reason as to why God doesn't like what they're doing are going to be your apologists. A, a historian or scholar doesn't give a fuck what the reasons are. They're just telling you what it this was is what and happened. how it was. Yeah. Yeah. The the ones that are telling you this is why God didn't like it. Right. That's not in the Bible. Right. That is them spinning the fact that these things happened into a reason why it's apologists using um, the work of historians and scholars right. to interpret the Bible in such a way as that it fits their mold. Yeah. And yeah. that's what you protest. That's, that's okay. what I protest. Okay. Sorry. I wasn't following and just wanted to clarify. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I was going to get there eventually, but it would have been. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, the apologists suck. Ultimately. Always, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do not trust in deceptive words and say, "This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord." Okay. Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> if you really change your ways and your actions and deal with each other justly, if you do not oppress the foreigner, the fatherless, or the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not follow other gods to your own harm. Then I will let you live in this place, in the land I gave your ancestors forever and ever. Now I have it, to say that kind of covered some of that that I was just talking about. So yeah, um, what's interesting is that in my notes, um, what he just covered in that one sentence was yeah. six of the ten commandments. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So he's saying, um, you know, you're you're breaking so many fucking rules. Right. So yeah. 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 But look, you are trusting in deceptive words that are worthless. Will you steal and commit murder, commit adultery and perjury, burn incense to Baal, and follow other gods you have not known? See, he's covering yeah. more Ten Commandments stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then come and stand before me in this house, which bears my name, and say, we are safe. Safe to do all these detestable things? Has this house, which bears my name become a den of robbers to you but i have been watching declares the lord so also something that's interesting den of robbers yeah is a phrase that we will hear again in the new testament oh just okay. letting you know all right well i mean um, from my understanding these later these latter prophets the new testament steals heavily from these books yes yes and utilizes it indeed. heavily um what we'll hear is not den of robbers den of thieves is the okay. phrase that's normally yeah, yeah, yeah. used. Sure. Um, but we're reading a 
whichever, translation yeah. that changed the wording. Right. Go now to the place in Shiloh where I first made a dwelling for my name and see what I did to it because of the wickedness of my people Israel. While you were doing all these things, declares the Lord, I spoke to you again and again, but you did not listen. I called you, but you did not answer. Therefore, what I did to Shiloh, I will now do to the house that bears my name, the temple you trust in, the place I gave to you and your ancestors. I will thrust you from my presence, just as I did all your fellow Israelites, the people of Ephraim. Hmm. So you saw what I did over there. I'm about it's about to, to happen it. to you here. Yep, yep. Unless y'all get in line real quick. And you're about out of time. Right. Yeah. So do not pray for this people, nor offer any plea or petition for them. Do not plead with me, for I will not listen to you. Do you not see what they are doing in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood, the fathers light the fire, and the women knead the dough and make cakes to offer to the queen of heaven. They pour out drink offerings to other gods to arouse my anger. But am I the one they are provoking, declares the Lord? Are they not rather harming themselves to their own shame? That's an interesting statement. He's saying, you're being idiots, but you're not hurting me so much as you're hurting yourselves. But that's the first time he said that because up till now he's been like, you're hurting me. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about religion in general. And especially with like, so nowadays they call it tithing, right? You give 10% of your um, income to the church to whatever, appease God, pay your fucking pastor, whatever the fuck you're doing it for. But these these rituals that they did back then for these other gods obviously were harmful. They, They were killing their children for sacrifices. They were giving up food that they maybe couldn't afford to give up for sacrifices. They were doing things that did harm them, but that includes for Yahweh. Yeah. Like, not they weren't sacrificing children for Yahweh, but they were giving Although up food. They, they came they were, close if you take yeah, um, they, they did Isaac come close. or yeah, Jacob and Isaac. Right, right. But they are giving up things that maybe they can't afford to give up. You know, like we're talking about a time when... Things were rough, you know, and they have to Food give up. Food was scarce. And, right. And they're yeah. giving these things up to, quote unquote, God to appease this God. So the way I have always viewed, and, and today with the 10% tithing, we're going through some rough times in America, you know, like, and I, not everybody can afford to give 10% of their, their earnings for any reason, let alone a church. But the church pushes for this right? because it's, you know. Not required, but encouraged. Highly. Highly. We're in an undeclared recession. and Well, yeah, maybe. It de- well, it depends on who you ask and how it's defined. Sure. Um, the, the millennials and Gen Z are more than ever having to stay living at home. So right. we're talking about, you know, 20 and 30-year-olds that are still living at home with their parents because they can't afford to buy a house, much less, you know, do things, go on vacation and stuff. Right. So, um, yeah, it, it is a recession, even if it's not been declared such. Sure. So, anyway, therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. My anger and my wrath will be poured out on this place, on man and beast, on the trees of the field, and on the crops of your land, and it will burn and not be quenched. 
<laughs> good times, good times. It's like he's um, trading evil for evil. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it, it that, the... I hear what you're saying, but man, you got it so wrong. Well, and just in these last, I, I don't remember if it was Jeremiah or if it was the, uh, this or if it was the last book in Isaiah, but like between the book that we're currently reading in Isaiah, God has come across as very like almost Satanishy evil. Yeah, like he's just very mean, relishing in his murder of his own. Yeah, people. yeah, like he almost enjoys it sometimes. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa, man. Yeah, like chill. Like you're not supposed to get off on this guy. Right, right. Okay, so we're in a new section now. Okay. okay. Yep. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Go ahead, add your burnt offerings to your other sacrifices and eat the meat yourselves. For when I brought your ancestors out of Egypt and spoke to them, I did not just give them commands about burnt offerings and sacrifices, but I gave them this command. Obey me and I will be your God and you will be my people. Mm. He's like, you're forgetting okay. some of the some of the demands that I made. Right. I mean... That was a long list of demands, though. It really was. Like, it went on for a long time. And it was several generations ago, too. And honestly, when somebody gives you that many, like, micromanagement points, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you, you tend to forget the overarching message because you're yeah. like, God, I got to do all these things, you know? I mean, just think about, like, when you're at work yeah. and your boss comes in and gives you this list. You only do whatever you're not going to get in trouble for. You know, right, you're right. going to like follow the rules only to the point at which you're not going to get punished for not having done the rest. Well, and there, there's two ways to make people to encourage people to do things correctly. There's the way where you inspire people to want to be part of what you are doing. Right. right? That's the best way to manage, in my opinion. Of course. But then there's micromanagement then there's more than two ways but i mean but it, these are the two i'm talking about what it comes down but the, to though. the micromanagement just loses the over you don't have that inspiration you don't have that that oomph behind that message that the the manager is trying to convey you're just literally following a fucking list of things to do and you're like oh i guess i'm done now okay right and there's no there's no enthusiasm behind it right there are managers that can inspire you to care about your job and want to do your job because you are building something not just for them, but for yourself. Right. You know, there are ways to make it sound better. I mean, it's basically the, I think it's a bunch of people whose parents told them when they were children, do this because I, because I said so. Right. And never like helped get them on board. Like that's power tripping. That's, and that's the style that they bring to their management. They yeah. come in and they're like, you don't need to worry about the details. Just fucking do what I say because I'm the boss and you're the child. I mean, employee. Right. When the problem is that most people don't really know how to lead. And I right. would include God in that list. Yes, definitely. God does not know how to fucking lead. Definitely. He is leading incorrectly. Yeah. If you come in with a power trippy, bullshitty, because I said so attitude, I will do the bare minimum because he I don't care. You have not given me a reason to care. But if you come in and... You know, it, like if I ask questions and you explain, oh, well, I could see why you would think this, but in the bigger picture, you know, it harms X, Y, and Z right. and blah, blah, blah. Then, you know, if you get my enthusiasm, I will work all the extra hours. Yeah. I will come in on my off time. I will, you know, not have to be asked to take the trash out. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. 
Like it make me care about the cause. And and I'm almost certain he doesn't know who moved his cheese. He does not know the color of his fucking parachute. <laughs> I can tell you that. All right, he says, walk in obedience to all I command you, that it may go well with you. Yeah, there it is. Right. Just do what I fucking said, because I said so. Yeah. But they did not listen or pay attention. Instead, they followed the stubborn inclinations of their evil hearts. They went backward and not forward. I don't I don't like the idea that like God keeps referring to us as though like and this is this has got to do with original sin and everything like that too, as far as how religion kind of pitches this, but um I don't like the idea that humans, people, are inherently evil. Right. Like, that is that is such a shit way to talk to people, right? Like, you you were inherently evil, and the only reason you can rise above that is because you fear and worship a god. And I might... Fuck that. I might allow you. I might say you have good in you, even though you're a piece of shit that was born evil. Yeah. I found a kernel of good in you. I gotta be honest. When somebody tells me that the only reason they're... And it, it does happen. People tell me that the only reason they're good is fucking is, is God, is their God, their religion. That terrifies it, me. It's yeah, that is scary shit. Cause I'm like Like that can't be all that's whole that can't be it. You have to have more than that. You have to be, you have to believe it. You have to believe that you are a good person inside. It starts with you. Right. You have to be the the good person. Right. And it has nothing to do with religion. Right. And it has nothing to do with actually the the what everybody says is right and wrong. It has to do with your own moral compass that you have right. developed for yourself and sticking to that. Right. That is what is important in my view. Well, I've had people ask me, you know, how do you keep from, you know, going out and murdering people if you don't believe in God? Right. And I'm like, the fact that you have to ask that is horrifying. But okay. Let's let's play that game. Okay. Um, you say that I can't have morals. Okay. So therefore then I will rely purely on science. Well, science indicates that if we murder each other, that is not good for the quote unquote tribe in the long run. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> so there's many things that like that. That is why then. Yeah. And, and I was... I, I'm going to butcher this, but I was listening to um, a podcast today and it was talking about, uh, there was, there was a guy in there talking about how you can't really base your um, morals on anything. You can't, there's nothing to say, this is where it comes from. It's more based on emotion than it is on anything else. Right. So you can't, when someone says, what, what is the basis for your, um, your morality? Right. It's it's not a thing that you can say it's this or that. It is based on your emotional response to any given situation. Right. If you're a sociopath, you might think that murder is okay. Obviously, that is not the consensus in, in the world. And we have laws that say don't do that. Right. But that doesn't mean that that person doesn't feel that that's correct. Right. And that is their own moral compass. And look, that's awful, right? As far as what I am concerned and you are concerned and probably most of our listeners are concerned, I hope. <laughs> I, I definitely hope that most of you agree that murdering people willingly right. is totally evil, bad, and wrong. But even that is still based on your emotional response to how to react to that question of good versus evil. Right. Right? It doesn't have anything to do with any other question other than your emotional response to it. Right. That is that is where you base your, your morals from is your emotional response to those ideas. 
Yes and no. I mean, I would say my argument that, and it's bad for the tribe overall, yeah. that's a logical No, and there, there's a whole other statement. argument that I've read that is based on um, historical morality or um, evolutionary morality. Right. You know, and that's and, what I'm leaning into. Sure, like, sure. Like, if you are going to say that I'm not allowed to have an emotional response because I don't believe in God and that would be the only emotional response that they will allow, okay then, I guess I'll give you the evolutionary scientific reason that I don't go out and fucking kill people, okay? Right. Like, right. I'm not allowed to have my own moral compass that says that because you, you religious people have taken that from me. Fine. Here's why. There's a logical reason not to on top of your stupid whiny baby. God said not to. But the truth is, even when they're telling you that they have a basis for their morality, there is it's based on their idea of what God is and their feelings about what God is. It has nothing to do with any facts. There are no facts there. They don't actually have a solid basis of morality because it doesn't actually exist. Right. It's just how they feel about it based on their religious upbringing. Right. Based on the teachings that they were taught. Right. But that's it. That is all there is to it. Sorry, I know we went on and forever about morality, but I mean, it's one of those things that just comes up all the time when you're talking with religious people about that. That's that's one of the things that gets them bent out of shape. Yeah. In my opinion. Like that's, I've run across it so many times. It is because they will, they will deny that you have that ability. Right. Because you don't believe in God, you can't possibly have a moral code. Yeah. You can't possibly understand right from wrong. Right. And I'm like, really? Because I'm pretty sure that um, if you, like, did some research, um, it's more religious people than not that are out there being pedophiles. Right. Yeah. Well, And that that's something that gets shared in the atheist circles all the time. Right. How many pastors and priests and things like that are actually getting arrested for pedophilia and mm-hmm. different... Awful crime, embezzlement, uh, just different like moral failings. Yeah, you know. So So it's obviously nothing to do with because these are people that are higher up in their 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 uh, um, churches and what have you, and they are failing hardcore, like actively. Yeah, actively. So it's like, tell me more about how I'm not allowed to have a moral code, but you are. Right. Yeah. When your leaders are such trash. Right. But okay. And then they'll find that one atheist that was convicted of a crime. Yeah. And they'll be like, see, they do it too. I'm like, yeah, but we just had 10 pastors yesterday. Let's do so. the numbers though. <laughs> can we can we play the numbers game? Right. Like, yes, there are assholes in every color and every shade and every inclination. But right. the numbers do bear out right. that you guys suck more. It, it feels that way anyway. I, I would be willing to bet. I I would be willing to bet as well. Yes. Okay. And now that betting is legal in Ohio, we can do that, I guess. Oh, my God. Okay, let me go off on a tangent (laughs) real quick. The fucking commercials that have been just on every single, everything, everything. The commercials are, join our betting thing. Bet with us. Bet with us. And then at the end, it's always, have a betting problem? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you're literally trying to talk people with betting problems into betting and then telling them, that there is help for their betting yeah. problem at the end of your commercial in the fastest language possible that they aren't listening to. Well, I'm pretty sure that's a legal requirement that they have I to put on I know it so. is, but it's fucking ridiculous. Right. I, 
just ugh, it it drives me nuts. Sure, it drives me nuts. I, I mean, we have since it's been legalized in Ohio. Yes. we have been inundated. Yes, with gambling ads. It's, yes, and it it's stupid. I don't understand. It, it is. It is. All right. From the time your ancestors left Egypt until now, continues God. Sure. Day after day, again and again, I sent you my servants, the prophets. But they did not listen to me or pay attention. They were stiff-necked and did more evil than their ancestors. So the people you sent to talk to them sucked. Uh-huh. And you're still mad at, at the, people the people that had to listen. Again, yeah. we've, we've said this before, but like, if you're supposed to listen to these guys because they are the ones talking to you, because you don't talk to everybody. Right, you only if talk if to these are, If these are the ones talking to you and they suck, mm-hmm. then there's bigger issues here and you probably shouldn't kill everybody because you... Start at the top, you, guy. Your guys that were in charge of delivering your message failed. Right. So... So so shoot the messenger. <laughs> right. In this yeah, case, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you tell them all this, they will not listen to you. When you call to them, they will not answer. Therefore, say to them... This is the nation that has not obeyed the Lord its God or responded to correction. Truth has perished. It has vanished from their lips. Cut off your hair and throw it away. Take up a lament on the barren heights, for the Lord has rejected and abandoned this generation that is under his wrath. Okay, I just have to say, cut off your hair and throw it away is a bad idea because we saw in an episode recently of um, Star Trek Voyager that... You should keep your hair just in case you need to light a fire with it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Captain Janeway uh, cut off some of her beautiful hair as fodder for Chakotay to start start a fire. Yep, yep, Mm -hmm. that's true. So don't cut off your hair, guys. You might need it. Just stuff it in like a a bag somewhere. Um, You you never know when you're going to need some dead hair. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. The people of Judah have done evil in my eyes, declares the Lord. Yes, we know. (laughs) Right. told us multiple times. They have set up their detestable idols in the house that bears my name and have defiled it. Roar. Man, the idols are in the temple? Okay, that is wow. pretty. That's brazen. That's pretty risky. Yeah. That's ballsy, right. if you will. Yeah. They have built the high places of Topheth in the valley of Ben-Hinnom to burn their sons and daughters in the fire. Mm. Oh wow. Okay. Well, and so I I take back out. some I, yeah, I take back some of the stuff I said earlier cuz he's, 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 he he's calling out. them out for this stuff now. Cuz um the valley of Ben Hinnom is what eventually becomes um Gehenna. Right, right, right. Because it's it starts out as uh Gen Hinnom and then that becomes Gehenna. Got it. So like however the language translates eventually down the line. Sure. Uh, something I did not command, nor did it enter my mind. So beware, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when people will no longer call it Topheth or the Valley of Ben-Hinnom, but the Valley of Slaughter, for they will bury the dead in Topheth until there is no more room. Mm, Okay. Yeah. All right. Then the carcasses of this people will become food for the birds and the wild animals. This is gross. Yeah. And there will be no one to frighten them away. No scarecrows. Right. You don't want to walk through a valley of shadow of death of piles of bodies. Right. And erect a scarecrow. Yeah. 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 I will bring an end to the sounds of joy and gladness and to the voices of bride and bridegroom in the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem. For the land will become desolate. 
the end. He keeps tossing these little nuggets of uh, possible redemption. Right? Of, of if you just say this, if you just do this, if you just bow to me, then I will save you, right? Mm-hmm. But it always ends. Like every chapter with Jeremiah so far has been just this like, and I'm going to kill y'all. Yeah. You're all fucked. Yeah. yeah I'm, you, you guys have fucked up so hard. There is no redemption. There is no fixing this. Die. You're all fucked. Die. Yeah. Die. And this Jeremiah, he's like a doom and gloom prophet. He just like yeah. is up there saying, y'all have messed up and God's going to kill us all. And We've said it before. He's the guy with the sandwich board ringing the bell, walking around yeah. going, the end is nigh. The end is nigh. But, you know, those guys are sometimes more popular. Like, I, I, yeah. I swear, like even today. People like the the end of the world prophets. Like they're that like is true. they they flock to them. They're like, oh yeah, the end of the world. That's awesome. Like what? Wait, why? Why? Why is that fucking awesome? Because they believe in the the whatever the, the world to come and yeah. the apocalypse and the the thing where the people get raptured up. Rapture, like rapture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I was eluding me for a minute there. Yeah, but uh, I just I can't wrap my head around it. I really can't. I can a little bit because, like, whenever, um, let's go back to the pandemic. When the pandemic was starting and it was overseas yeah. and I saw it coming and I was telling you and my sister and all of our family, we need to start stocking up on masks and gloves and hand sanitizer right now and get some toilet paper too because this shit is coming here. And everybody was, like, poo-pooing me, but I was, like... I don't want to say excited, but I was like trying to, I was the guy with the sandwich board. I was like, yeah, it's coming. It really is. I'm watching it spread. We need to get this stuff. And then everybody was like poo-pooing me and poo-pooing me. And then, um, I was like, I saw the grocery store. Everybody else was starting to buy the stuff and the shelves were empty. And then my sister was like, um, no, it's ridiculous. This isn't happening. But then she went that same day and bought like 10 rolls of or 10 packages of toilet paper because she was like, well, I mean, it's ridiculous, but I might as well do what everybody else is doing. Right. And I was like, <sighs> and then it happened. Yes, it did. The pandemic it came. Did. So, I mean, there is some, I don't want to say pleasure, but there is some, what's the right word? It's not like glee and excitement, but like in seeing what's coming. Yeah. And trying to tell everybody and, like, knowing something is coming. Right, right. There is something to that. Yeah. So I don't want to take away entirely from these prophets that are, like, excited about the doom and gloom and whatever. And the, the um, Christians that are super excited about the impending rapture. Like, I don't want to lend credence to them. But at the same time, I do get it the feeling of knowing that something's coming and trying to get everybody sure to take proper precautions but i get i guess i feel like maybe and i and i don't know enough about the history of the prophets or how this all panned out exactly but what i feel is happening they already knew that the northern tribes have been taken over right sure they knew that these tribes from the north were closing in on them and we're going to start like they were hitting their outer um towns and different things like that they knew mm-hmm. they were coming for them right yeah and these prophets jeremiah specifically is like, hey, this thing's gonna happen, and you know you're kind of gonna be like, yeah, we, it's coming, I see it. But right. is he saying it because 
he's a prophet or is he saying it because he wants to scare people into worshiping his God because right. he's a priest who gets money if you go to his church, if you go, if you do his right. thing, if you follow his lead, he becomes that much more popular. He becomes that much more um, renowned. He, um, you know, there, there's so much, there's a benefit here for him to scare people straight. That's true. Right? That is true. So I, I just have to believe that part of this is a sales pitch more than it is, you know, actual prophecy or actual That's true. Um, words of God. Right, so. because like I wasn't getting anything out of telling everybody. Um, I think the pandemic might be for real this time, right. though. And I and, and this is what I don't know that Jeremiah was getting paid for doing. Like I don't know that it made a difference to his pocketbook, but I could believe that that would possibly right. be the case. Right. You know. Yeah. So I don't want to. I don't want to say that with conviction that I knew that that was going on. Especially when we know that he came from a wealthy family. Right. But wealthy people like to get more wealthy. Sure, that so, is true. Um, you know, that is true. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely one hundred percent right. So, um, let me give you a couple of notes that okay. I came up with. All right. So, chapters seven through ten, which is where we are, yeah, constitute an address delivered by Jeremiah at the gate of the temple in Jerusalem. Right. Which they said at the beginning of this chapter. Sure. But I just wanted to put it out there that. The next few chapters. This is all going to be. Yeah, okay. at the gate. This is still. Okay, all right. Jeremiah at the gate. Got it. Yeah. Um, Jeremiah's address has been dated to the beginning of the reign of King Joaquin in 608 to 607 BCE. Oh, so he didn't reign very long. Um, One well, year. No, I don't. I don't know the how long oh, he reigned. Okay. I'm saying that this. The beginning the, of his reign was 608 to 607-ish. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. And okay. that's when this address is supposed to have taken place. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. And um, further down, let me see. I already talked about the six of the ten commandments that he accused the people of right. breaking. Yep. Okay. Now, going down to the Tophet. Tophet, um, you know, that was in the same sentence as the... Uh, Valley of Hammon. Right. Okay. Tophet was originally not a local name, but a descriptive epithet, meaning a thing spat upon and loathed. So it is probably analogous to all the mentions of high places of Baal. Okay. Okay. These are places established by historians as uh, sites of child sacrifice. Like we have found actual sure. graves of. Like yeah, no, and, and I'm never trying to discount the fact that that actually happened and was a thing. No, 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 I know. I'm just, so. I'm just telling you, like, based this, yeah, this yeah. part is, is okay. in my notes here. Sure. Um, thus, Jeremiah's comment that the worshippers of Baal had, quote, filled this place with the blood of innocence is extremely literal. Got it. Like, he wasn't just being hyperbolic. Right, right. It was like, you guys literally are killing children on sacred, holy ground. Got it. And that is gross. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 it's gross whether it's on sacred holy ground or <laughs> right, not. Right, yeah. <laughs> Killing like, children is always bad. Yeah. Period. The end. Right. Full like, stop. I think, I think maybe um, you're not saying the message right. Yeah. Maybe that's why. In that, that, yeah, some of that, that, some of those, the moral messaging gets lost in right? how they say these things in like, the Bible. Stop killing the children here. No, stop killing the children, period. Yeah, and that's, period. that's, that's just a bad thing. Yeah. Just say that. Yeah, yeah. Not just 
don't do it in the high places, not just don't do it for Baal, not just don't do it in the places that are given over to Yahweh. Right. Don't kill children. Uh, yeah. For anybody, anywhere. Right. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, come on, God. Just condemn it. Yeah. You know? Come out. <laughs> come right out and say, say it. Like, not for me, not for them, not for nobody, nowhere. Don't kill the children. Right. Shouldn't be that hard. Fearing you is not as important as stopping killing children. That's what I think. You know? That that is what I think. Right. I and agree. That gets lost in all of this. It does. It does very much so. I really don't appreciate it. Yeah. You got any more notes for us or was that it? That's it. All right. Well, that was Jeremiah chapter 7. Correct. Which means that tomorrow we'll be back with... Jeremiah chapter 8. All right. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. <laughs>